We're back. The Front Row Seat with Jacob Fanshaw and Noah Alvarez. This is episode six. We're going along rather swimmingly, I'd argue. And I would argue that this is an episode that you're going to think a lot. And if you're not very into political discussion, we don't dive too much into the politics, but there is some political discussion. Mm -hmm. Maybe this episode's not for you. We have five other episodes. You can go check out my Mike and I with Noah Alvarez himself. He has Shameless plenty plug. of yeah. He has plenty of content himself. <laughs> or go check out the One Hundreds Radio. But we keep it pretty consistent on just kind of an overall discussion on kind of like life and yeah finances a little bit. Very briefly, some sports. Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. We rail against the grain <laughs> on Valentine's Day. Politicians on Twitter. Oh yeah, geez. Um, yeah, it's it's a fun episode. I promise you. Like, there's some serious discussion, but I think mixed in is. Some... It's a it's a lot of healthy discussion though. I feel yeah. Like oh yeah. It's not that... negative. It's not by any means uh, saddening. Yeah. Exactly. It's not too. It's not gonna anger you. It's not gonna sadden you. At least we hope not. I mean, that's not. That's not, that's not our goal here. Yeah, that's not <laughs> our goal here at the front row seat. But uh, yeah, that's kind of that's episode six in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. What you just heard just from the introduction. So we hope you enjoy. Yes, sir. Wind. The wind whips, whines, and whispers throughout the old house. Boards creak and yawn, telling of a time untold. Behold the sounds of a lowly flute, the humming, the constant whip of wind through cracks and seals unknown. Wind. Hey, that's what what a wonderful way to start episode six, man. Thank you for oh, that. Oh, geez, it is episode six. Woo! Episode six, baby. Dude, front row this is seat. awesome. This is awesome. Yeah, I, I, I like how how this has come along, and yeah, I'm enjoying this. But yeah, uh, I wrote that today. I do enjoy your writing. Well, I I, I don't know. I'm torn because people have these like weird reactions, but I almost think the reactions are not fake. But it's like I just literally sat there and doodled this. Like I was like, but that's but think about like. I'm not going to compare you to like Charles Dickens or you know Shakespeare or just like some of these profound writers but you don't think they just had a very similar experience when they were writing it was just like hey I was on the shitter when I was writing this and guess what like people like of mice and men or people like of Well that's the Steinbeck, coming I, I know I'm a mockingbird just, Yes I'm just saying as examples right I'm I threw out a bunch of different genres a bunch of different authors however I don't think like Maybe they do have an ego after a certain time, but, like, their first book, I'm sure people were just like, oh, yeah, like, I just wrote this in my spare time. I didn't expect people to like it. But yeah, that's, okay, that's what writers... Well, in any case, I really, I'm sure, I, you can tell the viewers, I had this wide grin on my face reading this. It was fun. That, it was that fun. is fun. It was, it was kind of fun. It was just on yeah. on a whim. Um, I was at home alone today, and it really, it just, it was kind of windy today yeah. in, in Southern California. I don't know how the rest of... Cali, but mm-hmm. where I was in Norwalk, it was pretty windy, and, and you know, my house, uh, I could hear all the wind, and it was like, when I said the lowly flute, like, you know that, that sound, uh, like a, a crack, yeah, exa- yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly, yep. yeah, and it just, yeah, it was just like a low hum, it was just really, it was kind of soothing, like, I'm, you know, I'm in the restroom, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, wow, this is kind of nice. And that's why I think you, my friend, have a very good grasp of the English language. It's fun to hear you talk. It's fun to conversate with you. It's fun to hear your readings, or not hear your readings, hear you recite your poems, but also just read your readings or writings. And it's fun because I I just, the way you personified all like that is in the house and the sound of wind kind of going through it, 
it gave me like a good imagery and good sense of like me being there you know it almost felt like i was there in the house with you waiting for you to finish using the restroom (laughs) (laughs) but hearing the wind at the same time well thank you thank you i'm glad i was able to start the show off on a rather uh high note yes high note high note speaking of high notes valentine's day did we want to get into that Love was in the air for many people. Yes, it was. It's a very showy holiday. That's the one thing I can't grasp and fully understand why February, or not why February 14th, but like why Valentine's Day for couples is the day that a man is supposed to like shout out to the world like, this is mine. Yeah. Like, this is my girlfriend. Like, I'm showering her with gifts. It's, I think it's on turn or it's on par with a public, um, proposal almost i and it's not even just couples i wouldn't even limit to that i feel like even if you're in the talking stage all of a sudden there's pressure right i think that's rough i i think so (laughs) i mean honestly like that's rough my man i'm sorry if i were talking to a girl if i were dating a girl on his valentine's day but yeah i'm doing my own thing and i get that right but i think there's a societal pressure and i'm not saying i'm not saying every woman would expect something especially in that talking stage however i can see why a woman or a man even if we flip the script why people would want something done extravagant extraordinarily extraordinary on that day because it's just like you said it's the hype up of it question Mm -hmm. you said something very interesting there do men expect anything on valentine's day I mean, it doesn't have to be like a physical object. It can be an act. <laughs> if you catch my you, drift, but um, you're terrible. I'm sorry. I, I don't know. That's it. I don't know. I remember I, growing up in elementary school. You brought Valentine's Day cards and candy for everyone. Right, right, and that's what I think. Like it, it is. It should be a holiday. It was like that up until middle school, and then that's when middle school everyone people start dating and yeah, people got those overstuffed bears and the obnoxiously loud balloons. How were the balloons loud? No, they were just like very big and oh, vibrant yes, and just yes. obnoxiously and loud. They would oh, walk class God. to class with it. I'm Do you like, remember? Ugh. Well, I don't know about for you, but this is in high school. Two two reasons why there'd be balloons on campus. Three <laughs> reasons actually. One is graduation, but that's yes. end of the year. Two is Valentine's Day because every girl got one. And then one is if it's a high school girl's birthday. Yes. You're going to see balloons, and you'll gonna, know that mm-hmm. it's her her birthday, and it's just like, why? Is, yeah, Am I an old man? Do I shout out clouds now? <laughs> Maybe. But I just... Okay, and for the listeners at home, I have a girlfriend. Yeah, we went to a nice dinner at BJ's. I had a nice steak. I had a couple beers. We had a great dinner. Yes. I don't mind doing that. But I hate the idea that I would have to go somewhere nice because it's Valentine's Day. Right. Like, I feel that we, her and I have been together long enough that if by chance the plan fell through, we could have gone in and out and it would have been all right because... Being in love or loving someone, it's it's about, uh, well, it's deeper than the superficial shit we put on. There right. you go. I think before I get lost on it, that's really, I'm going to end it there. It's deeper than the superficial stuff we make it out to be, especially social media. So poisonous. Rotting. Rotting, really. Oof, yeah. And, and it definitely amplified the holiday that is Valentine's Day. It's funny that you mentioned yesterday, as we were hanging out, that Valentine's Day is a made-up holiday, which I found funny because I think all holidays if not most holidays are made up holidays but uh it's i feel like over time maybe as a kid we didn't really experience it as much because we were a kid we would do the valentine's day grams and that was kind of it and like i i don't want to be a hater of valentine's day either i just think why do we 
have to wait for one day of the year to quote unquote show and express an ex- love yeah and express and uh, not even just love but like a an extraordinary amount of love to our significant other or to a you know family member or to whoever we choose to but I just feel like it's it's silly to like wait for one day of the year like you know I was single this year and you know I, but I think hey like if I if I want to post my girl like February 13th and February 15th like that should be fine like there there shouldn't be a a need or a pressure or a hey I got upset for you not posting me on February 14th because Jesus. it's Valentine's Day and I think that's what it's caused some people now because look in my experiences I've always had these feelings of Valentine's Day and the fact that like look I'm not gonna just you know love you extra quote-unquote or love you more and post it to social media because of this stupid holiday no look like I'm gonna do that whenever we you choose want. to hang out whether yeah. it's March 11th February 3rd or August 3rd like I don't know I can just throw random dates but right I guess I don't like the concept of us waiting for one day of the year to express love in this extravagant way. Well, it's commercialism. Don't forget that. Just like Christmas. Like, I think the real spirit of Christmas is not the gifts, but the people you're spending with. I found the last three years, my mindset has really... Well, the last couple years, my mindset has evolved with Christmas. But ultimately, uh, this year, you know, I got a few, like, gift cards and cash, and I was happy with that. I was more happy to have been with the small amount of family members that I could have given all of the current situation. Right. So to tie that back to Valentine's Day, it's like, did that dinner at BJ's mean any more than the dinner at BJ's we had before that? Right. No, absolutely no. not. And I don't think, I don't think my girlfriend thought that. I like thought that way either. I think it's just more of like, uh, how do you say? Women like to see effort in a relationship. Of course. And I think Valentine's Day is is an easy, you know, you're the homie. How do I show appreciation to the homie on Christmas? I got you a jersey. I get you a card. It's something that's like, hey, this is. Like, I value our friendship. This is right. how I value as a person, and I want to show that. Well, you know what? It's it's not so much that people are pressuring us to, oh, I need to buy her a big stuffed bear with balloons True. and post it on social media. It's just more so if you have a girl and you don't have something, something minimally planned with some thought, and I mean some, just, 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 just a teensy tiny, yes. yes, you're in the wrong because any woman in a relationship is going to expect that. But that's a fair expectation. I don't think it's fair that society suckers you into equating this effort to financial. Right. As in, you need to spend money for this. You know, I saw some of those stupid things about, on Twitter, about like Michael B. Jordan, and it was like, it's the little things, and he fucking rented an aquarium. Like, get the fuck out of here. I don't have that money, you know? And like, that's, that's something that your average schmuck cannot do. Right. However, your average schmuck can very well give BJ's a call and be like, hi, can I place a reservation for two and then show up? Yes. And voila, she had a great night. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, it's it's simple things like that. So, but I think social media, I, I made a comment that it rots us. Remember, everything you see on social media, very rarely, you should look at the way people interact with positive post as in terms of like just got my master's degree uh, posting your boyfriend like two years happy two years everyone blowing up and then when you when you're on social media and you're kind of talking about your struggles or you're posting failures Mm -hmm. people aren't interacting as much on that so social media rots you to believe like everything you're seeing like everybody's life is going well and you're the only one that's struggling you you're the only one that things are down and out because that's what you're seeing yeah. it's a mindset that really it seeps into us and and, and it fucking ruins us yes, it just it, yes. it there's a disconnect people keep stressing covid is going to be that disconnect for these future generations i got news for you people it's already been disconnected out the womb yes. these kids were born into a digital age you and i we saw the dawn of it mm-hmm. and we've seen the very very rapid 
increase in production of it. Correct. So that's what's hurting our sociability. That's what's hurting our sense of like, hey, maybe we don't have to be so super freaking extravagant because people express love in numerous amounts of ways. It could be right. a written poem. It could be a book. It could be music, sharing music. It could be sharing TV show. It's When I was younger, we used to make cards for my parents. Like for oh, Mother's yeah, I never Father's did Day. That. I think, yeah. Well, I don't but think that's strange, something, but I never did that. It could be something as simple as that. Was what yes. I'm trying to oh, add. yeah. Yeah. Mom, you never gave me a Valentine's Day card. <laughs> but, uh, okay, back to the conversation at hand, though. It's like February 14th has made cap- capitalism, or the, the capitalistic society has made Valentine's Day to be this day in which you need to splurge more than necessary than your average day. And I mm. think it's just, I don't think the sense is there. It's like this yes. this dinner or whatever activity we're doing doesn't mean any more because it's February 14th. Correct, right. If and you I love someone... Like Show that person love 365 days of the year or however long with you're with them. With their own love language. Yes, with their own love language. You know, obviously, like we said, too, you got to put in some effort, right? Yes. And it doesn't always have to be Valentine's Day. Don't feel pressured. I feel like it's mostly for the younger people, younger generation, like 25 and younger. I would, honestly, like, it doesn't matter, like 30 and younger. Just don't get caught up with the idea that because you see so many people posting on social media that, hey, they did this something extravagant for Valentine's Day, or they did this, and then they did that, and then this couple did that. Don't feel the need that you have to do something similar, especially if you're single. Don't feel the need that you need to have someone to spend that day and with. And most importantly, don't feel inadequate. Don't yes. feel as if, like, hey, I planned something, but it wasn't, fuck, I didn't take my date on a... I saw a, a, some girl that I followed, she, her date took her on, like, a helicopter tour. Very cool. Good Ooh. for them. That's awesome. That's baller. But it's like, that doesn't make the picnic that you may have planned for you and your girl any Correct. less special. Don't compare. I mean, that's... Comparison and that is the thief of joy. It's a cliche yes. statement, very Tumblr-esque, but Christ Almighty, it's well worth after following that rant I just went on social media. Just <laughs> remember that. Bro, I hate comparing on social media, but it's just it's so hard not to. It's I'll human give nature, it that. I think. It is human nature. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll give it that. You know, you see, for example, I mean, you see, like, I, I'm not... Look, this is audio only, but if you saw me, you knew me in person. Like, I'm a relatively fit dude, quote-unquote, but, like, I'm not muscular. I'm not super ripped. I'm not super cut. I'm not super buff. However, you know, you see someone on social media, another dude around my age group, you know, they got muscles showing in this picture. It's like, oh, like, you know, like, fuck. You, it, it almost, it's, it's so hard not to compare. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, man, okay, like, what, what if I had a little bit of abs? Or what if I had a little shoulder muscle? Or what if I had that... You know, whatever shit that I see sometimes. But, and, but what if they were no Alvarez? Ah, no, <laughs> see, and, and and they're not. But it, it gets it gets hard to get out of that rabbit hole sometimes. So I've I've you know we've talked about this on previous episodes. I've I've really tried to let limit myself and what I'm viewing on social media. Just get in, post, get out. You know, get in a little bit later. Check the comments, respond to comments, respond to messages, get out. You know, try and be very more like deliberate in my approach and how I use social media but I'm not trying to be on there scrolling too much because you go down so many rabbit holes it, it gets ugly my friend you're like a hybrid Amish dude I love it <laughs> I love it hey man I love it but the shout out to the Amish if I could... <laughs> shout out to the Amish <laughs> <laughs> if, if I if I could more often I'd ride my bike more and that's a thing that Amish people do because they don't use cars fun fact interesting yeah okay well, still, I'm pretty sure you're a pioneer in this whole social media like limitation because I'm sure many people have tried and yes. just as many people have failed, and myself included. However, the app I sink the most time into, by far, hands down, is Reddit. Mm. 
That's but that's such a fun app. Like that's an app where you can really limit the negative shit you're seeing. Yes. And just keep it straight memes, great discussion on sports, movies, music, you name it. There's almost a community for everything. This is a shameless plug for Reddit right now. <laughs> but seriously, it's really one of my favorite apps and I think I frequent the college football sub more than anything because that community is just absolutely fantastic. So is MLB. Mm-hmm. It's coming in season, so is NFL. Once you find your niche in Reddit, dude, that rabbit hole might be a regular size hole. It expands times 10, dude. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, maybe I don't deal so much with the comparison. I mean, it happens. That's good. Because I'm I, guilty I, of it, but... I feel like there's not a lot of... I feel like what we really do is comparing, like, pictures and videos. And Reddit, If I correct me if I'm wrong, there's not a whole lot of pictures and videos on there, mm, right? Well, of people, like, personally, no. It's not Yeah, there's not a bunch of girls, like, showing their ass. Well, or, like, okay, well... <laughs> I understand the question you're asking, but I'm also trying to explain, like, on Twitter, okay, for instance, on Reddit, you wouldn't see someone posting a selfie. Right. Uh, granted, there is a selfie sub, but that's... You'd have to go out and physically search that. Yes, okay. that's my point. Like, that's not what Reddit is. Mm-hmm. It's like a forum of different communities and stuff. That's aside from the point, though, damn it. Point is, on Twitter, I get very... I've learned the power of muting. Mm. If oh. somebody bring Like, Bruh. like if I see a Brother. tweet, if I see a tweet and I go, like... And I read it, and I'm just like, and it makes me madder, and it, it, it elicits a response that I don't, it, it decreases my enjoyment of the usage of the app, I mute them. Mm. And if I really don't like what they're saying, I soft block them, block them and unblock them, and there you go, we're not friends anymore. Yeah. And it's it's worked <laughs> wonders. It, it's cleaned up my, my timeline, and it's like, wow, I don't have to be mad scrolling all the time. Like, if I don't want to see politics, I can mute these politicians. Like, I don't have to see this. Yeah. If I don't want to see... Every other day, a person of color or, you know, a black man being brutalized by the cops, like, I can mute that. I can, I don't have to see that. And my timeline doesn't have to be uh, so depressing, quite right. frankly. I mean, there are moments in time where you need to share and, it, you know, it, that, that discomfort that you're going to feel, like, good, that's a part of this change. But for the sanctity of your mental health, like, holy crap, the power of the mute button is just fantastic. Because yeah. eventually you, you forget that you're even following these people. And right. it's like, one day you, you stumble across, like... Twitter works on like it'll show someone liked a post and then you can follow it and like Twitter's really cool it, it gives you the option of like hey you have this person muted are you sure you want to see their tweets and it's, mm. you have to click yes or no mm. so it's even a safety guard of like oh maybe you you know you're simping or whatever and then it's like eh, maybe <laughs> I don't and that's what I love Twitter mm. for because I can mute everybody and then my timeline just becomes a bunch of stupid memes and stuff yeah I mean and, and you can kind of mainly sports what it sounds like is you kind of cater to you're able to cater your timeline to what you want to see on there, yes. which I think is cool. You're able to customize it. It's like, you know, if you were to have your own room and, like, how you design the posters and where you put the calendar or whatever you put up in your yeah. room, yeah. It, it's kind of like you reorganizing it for the timeline. Um, speaking of politics, though, I I do think it, it is it's so weird because now... You know, Twitter is a great place for I think people like us commoners, right? And then and then the occasional celebrity will chime in, right? Like JJ Watt tweeted something today at the day of recording this Wednesday, February seventeenth, right? Was it controversial? He, it wasn't controversial. Just people had some fun with it. He just tweeted uh, NFL free agency, or I think he just tweeted free agency is wild, right? And like that's it. Like it, it wasn't anything in particular, as far as I know. No one in the ML or in the NLFL signed a huge contract i believe their free agency hasn't started yet i know fernando tatis got signed to that crazy deal yeah, holy which we can get into crap. later yeah but whoa. but like <laughs> whoa what what i what i think is cool about twitter is it's like a place for a lot of like 
common people, people to share memes, thoughts, and then the occasional celebrity will like chime in. And, and it's always have, relevant. Right, and it's always relevant to what's going on in pop culture, sports, mainstream society, like anything, right? However, I do not appreciate, and I saw a little bit of it today, and maybe I should take into consideration of muting some of these people. I follow AOC, right? Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, you know, young politician from New York. Um, you know, she's she's very out there with her beliefs. And I think the way she uses social media, at least to me, because I would say I'm, I'm more on par with some of her opinions than I'm not, right? I don't agree with her 100% on everything, but more often than not, I do like some of the stuff that she says. However, you know, to see her post something and then like another politician that's on the Republican side of things because she's Democratic, say something stupid or, or just kind of lowballer and, and almost like in a, like a, this was an older politician. It was a lady politician, but, you know, I would say I don't, I'm not going to drop her name. I'm not going to drop what state she's from. However, she was just older and she, you know, made like a weird tweet and like in response to something that AOC said, AOC responds back and I see that and I, I see the thread then all of a sudden. And it's just like we really having politicians doing this bickering in social media, I don't want to it's see it. It's fucking embarrassing. It is embarrassing because it's it's look. no. I'm glad. Well, I mean, what an interesting way to broach the subject. But dude, <laughs> it was the most of all the things Donald Trump could have ever done. It was the Twitter tirades that really yes. I think made it. Like, do do you? At least for me, I remember there'd be days where I would see his tweet and I'd be like, surely this is fake. Like this it is the kind of shit. Fake. Like, like a meme. Like right. Like and then you go and you click on it and it's like, oh my god. Yeah. This is real from his real account. Whether or not it's Donald with his thumbs or it's an aid like holy it god almost, it, 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 honestly politicians should not be on social media i'm i don't I, care they should not be on social media because th them personally i agree like they can have an account that represents them and like it's an aide who tweets for them and, and like when they have like let's say they have a charity or they are okay. trying to okay. campaign and like that stuff i get the purpose of social media because so many eyes are on there but I, they shouldn't be able to you mean like they shouldn't be able to tweet stupid shit like that? You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and, and like I get it. Now Trump is an extreme case. AOC's not really tweet, but it's like. But I'm not trying to even call out well, Trump specifically. I'm just saying like. Well, let's continue with AOC. Didn't she have that meme where she was like, "I'm that bitch" or something? Like Jesus Christ! Like you're a politician. Like come on. Come yeah, on, man. And, I, and, and okay, so. I don't know. So we're both in agreement here. I think we should. We have the opinion of holding politicians to higher standards. They shouldn't be bickering, flexing, and trying to clap back at someone on social media. Correct. I, I think it's still and but this is what blows my mind is because that's what they're doing in person anyways like think about it like that interaction on Twitter you think they're gonna get any shit done between that Republican senator and that uh, Democratic representative and AOC you think they're ever gonna agree on shit in person when they're like talking well, about a bill or a new law like no not and, via and, Twitter I mean that, no, no, that's, no, that's the power of statesmanship no that's what behind closed door you hammer out a deal, you compromise, you find ways to, to make it saying, work. I, You're not going to do that via Twitter. That's not going to happen. Right. I'm not saying they have to do it via Twitter. However, right. no. I th I'm saying that they're probably acting like this, maybe not 100% the same way in person, but damn near close to it. I think mm, it's... No, we, because she... You, they gotta be politicians. You, you gotta learn... You gotta know how to play but the game. But what is a politician? They oh. are playing the game. They're playing us. I, oh. I don't know. I have I have mixed feelings about the state of our government, the state of our country, <laughs> and I don't want to get like crazy into it because, you know, like I, you know, you guys didn't come here for that. Um, but it, it just it, it it just it bugs me to see 
the bipartisan state that we are in and, and they're so against each other jacob like we well, yeah they've been and, pitted against one another I right mean, and and look i i'm 26 you're 22 we don't have a lot of experience of knowing politics before Obama because we just weren't old enough to know that. But from what a lot of older generations, whether it's my parents, uncles, aunts, teachers, fellow coworkers, most people who are older, they'll tell you the same thing. Like politics weren't like this. Yes, they had disagreements, but they were more willing to work with each other and ultimately trying to better the country. But over the years, well, I think it's somehow they just, it, it became like, oh, you're on that side and you're disagree with my opinions. Well, fuck you. I'm not going to work with you at all. Like, screw you. Screw your family. Screw your beliefs. Screw your following. And, yeah. And and, and it's... Nothing's getting done, man. Nothing's well, getting we've done. done that to ourselves. Uh, the yes. super... I'd like to think I'm pretty liberal across the board, but the super uber liberal, like, don't even... Do you know how ironic oh. it is that UC Berkeley uh, banned Ben Shapiro from speaking on their campus? UC Berkeley is the birthplace of the free speech movement. Yeah. How ironic is that? He, that This is the dangerous slope you play. You know, people talked about, you shouldn't give Donald Trump a platform. Well, wait a minute. The First Amendment, people don't ever want to admit this, but it cuts both ways. Right. I think I saw something along the lines, I remember I saw an article in the Washington Post about there was a group of Trump supporters at the base of the Washington Monument, and they gathered around, and they, they were speaking messages of white power and white nationalism, right? And people were like... Why aren't the Washington, D.C. police pepper spraying them and beating them? And why are they allowed to do that? And it's like, dude, they're allowed to... People are allowed to have opinions. And they can be ignorant and very wrong. By no means am I... I got to tread carefully in what I say here. Because I don't sympathize with them. But it's like, holy crap. You cannot... When you start silencing people automatically because they don't agree with your views or opinions. Right. That's... You become the very thing that you're trying to defeat or to fight against. Right. And... It's a very, we're, we're very, uh, well, we've already fallen off the edge, but like now, now at this point, it's like, we're, we're at an edge where it's so, it's like so disproportionate, like no Republican right now worth their salt is going to publicly admit that they're willing to work with a Democrat because the whole Republican base would vilify them and vice versa. The Democrats would do the same thing to their fellow Democrats. It's so, you are right. The bipartisanship and the, 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 the politicalization of this pandemic has just it's just ruined this country it's gonna t- yeah. what Donald Trump did it's gonna take many many a couple decades to undo and on yeah. top of that you would, what's an even scarier thought is that why is half of the country open and functioning with COVID yet California remains in shackles population no it, uh, it doesn't have anything to do with that yeah is that, it does population density I believe I, I'm at the risk of sounding like tinfoil cat oh, yeah, yeah. on tight, you know, Democrats had a lot to gain from keeping the pandemic worse under Trump's administration. They had a lot to gain. And yeah. that was to get Trump out of office. Correct. Okay. Because Gavin of... Newsom is a Democrat. Yes. Right? Right. Okay. So. I believe so. Yeah. No. he's. I think he's I'm pretty sure he's a Democrat. I'm, yeah. I'm sure he is. It's pretty. Like. Texas is no bigger than California. Texas is growing. No, 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 okay, yeah, Texas is growing, but the South has is pretty freaking large as a whole, and they're pretty wide open. Masks are still. I'm not asking for the removal of masks. That's right. important. But there's no reason why California should be chained the way it is. There's no reason why high school athletics can't be played. There's no reason I, why collegiate athletics have to cancel. I agree to a certain extent. It, it's we forget that 
yes, okay, like in Dallas, Houston, and even like you can argue San Antonio and El Paso, some of the bigger cities in Texas, there's a large population density. But like, there's nowhere on earth or in this country, well, I wouldn't say on earth, my bad. In this country, with the exception of New York City and probably like, I don't know, Miami, DC, and a few cities, maybe Chicago, like nothing's as dense as LA. Nothing's as dense as Los Angeles and Orange County, especially in like these poor areas. I, I think we, we, we don't live like in the projects. We don't live in these hoods. Like we do live in like these ritzy areas either, but we're like, there's, what I'm trying to say is there's ultimately like, there's a lot of areas that there's so many people crammed in, right? There's eight people living in a two by two apartment. There's, you know, 10 people living in a two bedroom house because this is just the the way we do things here because it's so expensive and it's easier to pitch in and there's a lot of like latino hispanic families there's just it's just always going to be that struggle to have that kind of space and so because we live here in california in such a dense area man it's just it's going to be tough to open things up because things are going to spread quicker well not to mention the fact that i think the whole like implementation and rollout of the vaccination program has been botched yes but we talked about trump trump didn't really have a plan but it's it's just it's just mind-numbing i i don't we talked about this uh on a previous episode where i just said like eventually when is enough enough and we're gonna have to figure out how i i think some people are already on board with saying enough is enough but it people are confused people are yeah, no misguided. one has the answers, and neither yeah. neither do we, folks. No, yeah, we, we, that's that's true. We don't want to come seem. We don't want to come off as uh, you know, oh, like we're the people to follow into this. Since we're talking politics, though, on a side note, totally, yeah. do you know who Rush Limbaugh is? Yes, uh, yeah. radio former radio host, yeah, correct? Uber conservative. Yeah, yeah some super. of the bitch is dead. Oh wow. Yeah, okay. he's probably partying down there with Stalin <laughs> and Hitler, no doubt. Man was a terrible man. Seriously. Rush yeah. Limbaugh is a piece of shit. But, yeah, side note, like on the world news today, yeah, that's... Wow, that's really interesting. I, I, I <sighs> think, just to kind of tie a bow on the state of our government, it's people are starting to wake up more and more as the years go by that the lack of activity, the lack of production, the lack of whatever you want to call it from our government is putting us in a bigger and bigger hole. I don't know how much longer. I, I thought the COVID nineteen and the way we treated it and the way it was handled here in this country. I, I thought it kind of put a to the rest of the world at least. I think it put a, a big like, oh look at that. Like remember in Family Guy, there's an episode where like that guy's a phony. He's a big fat phony. Like that's kind of what the U S is as a whole, right? And I I think you know we we parade ourselves as oh we're world power and 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 don't get me wrong. I'm not saying we're in the state of like you know bolivia right now no offense to bolivia or bolivian (laughs) people but i'm just saying like (laughs) we parade ourselves on as these superior nation not even superior nation just at a very advanced nation capable of doing many great things many great people have come from our nation and invented things here however the infrastructure is still very not up to par it's not the best i'll say that and no yeah. The reason why we consistently fall in like the mid fifties in our education. Oh God, bro, that's yeah, that's something else too. I, I don't know. I guess it's something about the urbanization of things too. Papa Joe Biden, if you happen to listen to this, please reduce student loans or like <laughs> oh. wipe them. 
yep. What a kick in the shorts, right? You got a degree. How did you, are you? Do you have any loans? I'm. I'm. We won't. We don't have to go in details like numbers. Just asking. I'm thankful for God. I don't have any loans. I don't have any student loans. My parents were able to uh, do something called equity. Don't know really what that is, but because they own a house, they're able. Like they're eligible for it because and because they owned a house and like not owned a house, but they're making payments on a house, and they made so many payments on time, they could like pull that money back out. I guess it's kind of like a mortgage, mortgage, but it doesn't raise your rates for something like that again i i'm sure someone's listening who works in that kind Much of field more intelligent financially. yeah so i'm sure someone could explain it to us if you can you know do it on twitter or whatever well since we're talking about finances can someone explain mind-bending tatis jr news it's really just want to talk about that just for a second just for a sec like just for a sec just for a sec yeah, 14 years, First right? off, hold on. I First of all, I didn't even know he was old 340 enough. for 14 years, no trade clause. That, Gosh. To, that to me is... The Padres, you know what the... You want to know why? Okay, I'm going to talk my shit as a Dodger fan real quick. Because everyone loves to say Dodger fan... Shut the fuck up. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> as a hardcore Dodger fan, the Padres are going to be our major competitor now in the National League West. The Rockies just gave away their best player and a whole bunch and a whole bunch of money, so they're in rebuilding mode. The Giants are kind of sorted there. They'll be knocking on the door. They'll take the role of the annoying brother like they're, the Diamondbacks were. Yeah. Because now the Diamondbacks are still rebuilding. Right. And then there's the Padres. There's going to be Dodgers and Padres duking it out for the National League West mm-hmm. with the Giants occasionally buzzing around and then the Diamondbacks, mm-hmm. and the Rockies will be the bottom feeders, right? Yeah. But by the moves the Padres have made, they gave up their farm system to get these guys now, which means which right. means, if they don't win in the next four years, if they don't make it, if they don't win a division and then make it past the divisional in the next four years, then it will have been all for naught. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it. Because the Dodgers, we don't have to make moves like that right now. We we only got better. Not we. The Dodgers only got better. Yes, yeah. Trevor Bauer only enhances what was already a buzzsaw of a rotation. Right. Correct? Right? Mookie Betts only enhanced what was a star-studded lineup already. Yes. The Padres, like, Damn. the Padres are very much, like, in the fighter's corner. Like, they realize this is going to be their last legitimate shot and opportunity to knock the Dodgers off the pedestal because they just Correct. gave Tatis the Brinks uh, truck, which is fine. Back it up and unload it. The kid deserves it. But don't forget, there are other mouths to feed in this family by the names of Machado and now Snell. Mm-hmm. And they want their money too. And deservedly so. And uh, not to mention Chris Paddock, who's also solid, and Nelson Lamette. Like, dude, they've got guys they've got to pay, and I don't know if they can do it. And I think the Padres are in such a win now, like the blood is hot and they see red. And I think... They're not gonna. It's not gonna be until a few years when they're gonna look back and realize, hey, we gave up a lot and maybe if, we didn't get any. But if you win a World Series, is it? Wouldn't you say it's all worth it? Of course, but they have to win it first. True, they do have to win it first. I, I just I look like back. when the Dodgers got um, um, you Darvish, and everyone thought that was it. It's, it didn't matter. Yeah, it didn't didn't win it. Yeah, I could argue. Yeah, I can argue that. But we got Mookie, I don't and think... every, everyone was like, oh, well, doesn't matter until they win it, right? True. Kershaw was curse Shaw until he won. I mean, it does. Like you're right. It it doesn't matter. Like on paper, the Padres are equal or right, right. Are on par with the Dodgers. I don't want to say equal. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're on par. They're, they're gonna not, battle. They are. They're gonna be competitive. And it's gonna be fun. Yes. But, but I, I I think, wait, what I'm trying to say is, you have like scared money doesn't make money, hmm. eventually, right? Like you can't sit around and wait for like a different sport right now. But like the Celtics. 
they've always been in trade talks these past few years, right? And if you're an NBA fan, you know this. Danny Ainge likes trades, but he I feel like he's been scared to pull the trigger on some of these bigger names because he's afraid to part ways with such and such, such and such, such and such. And I'm not saying like, oh, like had they got Kawhi Leonard or had they got Paul George or had they got Anthony Davis, they would have been able to win uh, NBA Finals. I'm not saying that because there's a lot of what ifs and scenarios and etc. etc. However, if you're just going to continue to sit and, and wait for, you know, like if you're the Padres case too, like try and develop role players around Tatis from your farm system and not go after these big names and guy, a guy like Blake Snell or other guys that they're able to get like Clevenger last year at the deadline. Then, right. then, then what? Then Aaron, then Tatis gets remembered as a Todd Helton type of player in Colorado, or he, Mike Trout. or a Felix Hernandez in Seattle, or Mike Trout's still young. So we already talked about that last episode. Okay. Don't go there. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, all right, all right. Th- then, like, then what? Then you, I don't want to say you wasted a career because that kind of sounds shitty too. But you just, you didn't maximize oh, prime years. Were you wasted. Did, yeah, yeah, you didn't maximize fair. that player's career. And the potential of taking your team to a next level, so that's how I feel about it. I, oh, mind you, no, I'm in agreement. The Padres did what they had to do, but I'm just saying, they gave it all. Like they, they, it basically, I tell you, no, give me all your life savings, and with the promise, with the promise of a big return on your investment. Right. And it's only still a promise. That's right. that's really what I'm trying it, it, to say. Yes. You're absolutely that's, right. That's they what, had to. Yeah, they had to make these. That's moves. a lot of what and life they is. They want to be competitive. That is a lot of what life is. Right. I just, I hope. I really hope, as a Dodger fan, particularly, it doesn't end well. Yeah. It'll be freaking awesome. Because boo hoo, right. tears feed me. Speaking of which, okay, let's get into that a little bit because you mentioned life savings. Oh boy. We also talked about capitalism a little oh, bit. Oh boy. <laughs> I don't know where. We're going. No, no. Uh, okay. It'll be on. a healthy discussion. I don't know how I should start this. However, I just find myself stressed lately, Jacob. And and because I've been able to, what I've been doing this year in 2021, I've kind of, in this little notepad that I have, I've been able to recap each day. So I write something that's whether it's something that happened that day, I wrote something, and it's usually like a one or two sentence blurb, right? It's something very small. Something that happened that day, something I learned that day, something that I forgot that day and whatever, etc. Like I, I would give examples, but some of them are pretty personal. Some of them aren't. Are they dated? It just and it's dated. Yeah. Okay, so I so have like know. all from you know January first to today, February seventeenth. Wow, I have you know basically a little takeaway from each day. One could be as simple as like, hey, like show love to your mom more. Or another one could be like, you gotta study this and this more. Or etc. etc. That kind of that kind of deal. Anyways. I'm starting to keep track of like what stresses me out, what really brings me into those really negative states. And where I'm all going with this is it all ties back to money. It all ties back to this obsession, not even an obsession, but the fact that like we have to face reality, the harsh reality that we need money to do things in this world, Jacob. And look, I'm not going to I don't want to be the anti-capitalist person because I don't have a better solution. I'm but not I, an economist. Right, because I'm not an economist and I don't know how things would work with the absence of money. But we were talking about how Valentine's Day is a fabricated holiday. The concept of the dollar, th- these fucking, these, oh, this yeah. change like, that we have, right? 
it's all made up by man too, right? Like none of this has value if like an external species came out and like, what is this, paper? You, 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 you ever look at a $20 bill and just really look at it and just go, wow, this is just literally paper with a 20 on it? Like yes. It's, it's literally a 2-0 in paper? And the importance of it, Yeah. it's all it's, man-made or fabricated by human, the like human species. And it, yeah. I, I wish I was, I guess I, I wish I would like to learn more about the history of who all started this who, who created the concept of bartering or no bartering existed long before the right concept right of people money. traded like things like you know like hey like if we lived back in our hunter-gatherer days you know i was this expert at making shoes or moccasins and you were this expert at making baskets and hey i, I like those baskets and like you'd be like well hey can you make me you know two pairs of shoes and i'll give you three baskets and it's like all right cool well easy swap right there and i think not saying that's better either so don't get on me about that. But I just, <laughs> I don't like feeling stress for money because I've done a lot of bad things for money. I've done a lot of things that I've hated for money. I've cried over money. I've cried over not having money. And currently I feel like I'm stressing about my finances. And is this like the life that we're destined for, Jacob? Like, is this like we're the human species? Like we've created and come up with so many great things and we're capable of so many things. But like, on a day-to-day basis, people like you and I and the rest of this fucking world, or I would say most of the country at least, maybe not the world at a whole. Yeah, but I'd say there's some pretty extreme poverty in the world. Yes, but it's like... You catch what I'm trying to say? Well, Am yeah, I all money's place? a sham. I think money's a sham. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just You hold you hold a $50 bill. It's like, is this the same length and size and weight as a $20 bill? Yeah. Just a different number printed on it. I don't know, man. What's your thing? You're getting very existential, and I try not to think that too much because, yeah, you're gonna drive yourself fucking crazy. Because ultimately, it, yes, this is gonna be the rest of our lives. Right. You're gonna get a wife. Well, that's gonna require more money, buddy. Hey, oh, okay. You wanna know? You wanna know the joke of life? It costs money to be born. Yeah. It costs money to live. Mm-hmm. It costs money to live at least in a semi way of niceness. And then when you think all of that's over, it costs money to die. Yeah. It doesn't, you don't even I get think to it's die so, for free. I think it's so sad. Like, there's a lot of people who died because of COVID this year. And then you see, like, more than usual, like, a bunch of GoFundMes, like, sprout up. Because people, you know, like, like, like they get hit well, with the, I'm sure they get hit with all these costs to, like, well, properly bury them. And well, you're remember, like, what the fuck? Like, remember, funerals are, are well. Try, yes, they're optional, right? Yeah, I was going to say, at the risk of sounding like a, like a real jerk. But I was also going to say, I want to sign paperwork. Or I don't know who the hell, I think I'd have to probably talk to a. Uh, notary or something but I want to sign paperwork that's like I think I want to be uh, cremated yeah I think we did we talk about this before no I don't know but okay. I, th- I think I'd want to be cremated or like I don't know like I definitely I don't want a lot of money poured into my death and, yeah, and I want is... people to honor me by watching baseball <laughs> drinking beer having passionate discussions about sports at probably inappropriate places very loudly <laughs> and just just being you, like be original. That's how you. That's how you'll honor Jacob Fanshawe. Yeah. When I'm six feet under and I'm I, done. I like that, man. I, I like that. I really do because it just it just pains me. You know, I'm. I went through my day and I felt like it was a relatively good day, and, and then, you know, it's it's still the middle of the month, so like not a lot of stuff is due at the, this time in the month. But you start thinking ahead, and it's like, all right, well, I know this money's coming in with this check, and then I got another check coming in at this time. And, yeah, I don't just, know. You I just got to take it day by day, man. I try not. I try not to look at it too too far ahead. Right. I, I try to plan for the future, sure. And it, in what limited way I can. Mm-hmm. It's tough. It, it's tough because, you know, I'm a minimalistic dude too. Like, 
you know how I dress. Like, I don't have fancy shoes. I don't have fancy clothes. For the most part, I'm, I wear clothes that I've had the past three, four, five years just because it still fits me, and there's no reason to get rid of that clothes and buy new clothes, right? You clean up nice. Yeah. I'm not saying I don't, but I'm just saying, like, I do things very minimal. I, I'm, I was raised that way, but I'm still tripping, even in my minimalistic ways, off money and i don't like it it it, again i don't know where i wanted to take this conversation don't dwell on it too much that's what i'd recommend because there is no solution to that other than to make money right and but that's a hard it's uh it's probably it's a vicious cycle of like you want to make money but you don't always necessarily want to work and grind your entire life away to make money right but you realize you need money to even live like in just the simplistic terms but it's also more I think there's this some psychologist dude, I forget his name, but he made like the pyramid of needs. I, for, I forget his name. But like the bottom of that pyramid is like you need, it's been scientifically proven that we need a stable place to live and sleep and eat to right. be successful in life. Right. If you're displaced all the time or you are homeless or you're going through super mega uh, stressful situations, you're never going to have firm footing in your life because right. you're never going to have that stability stability is what breeds greatness yes and money can offer stability money doesn't solve a lot of issues it can mask them it can make them easier but it doesn't solve every issue correct and uh, eventually money even sinks to the bottom when it's waterlogged too so um i mean i don't know i mean i, I understand what you're saying and i sympathize with you but in the same breath what saves me from that is i just not think about it yeah I, mean, I also don't think about what my life is you know i get up every day go to a job i don't necessarily enjoy not everyone does this, but, you know, I, I deal with people that I'd rather not. Sometimes I make myself do things that I'd, I'd rather not. I lie to myself. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, I've done things that, that I really beat myself up for, and just there's no one else to answer but myself, and I just I find a way to just keep going. Like I said, sports is that outlet for me. Every, there's only something usually going on. There's a basketball game on a Saturday, big baseball game Sunday. I look mm-hmm. forward Those are the things I look forward to. Not got this check coming in with this money. It's like I know what's that that's going to come. Like I'll, I'll – deal with that when i get the check yeah when i get the money there's no sense in sitting there mulling it over and, and if i have to do work to get the money then i have to do it mm-hmm. i mean that's just if i have to go pick up dog shit in my backyard i don't enjoy it but I, at least i can listen to a podcast and make it that much less like shitty no pun intended right <laughs> yeah. so like that's life yeah. it's like all right hey man maybe but may, I think maybe we're never going to be jeff bezos rich but fuck man i don't need maybe, to be jeff bezos rich bro I don't, maybe for you but you yeah. basically what i'm trying to say is is we might not reach the financial goals that we set for ourselves it could be different right but we might be able to live the life that we want and for me that that will consist of buying sports memorabilia and jerseys and being able to travel to sports games and mainly sports oriented for others it could be backpacking across europe for you it could be opening up your own brand and writing a book it could be different for everyone but your our ideas of success differ from person to person Mm -hmm. i think it's important not to base your idea of success off of another person Right. Because you might not reach what they have. And not everyone is given the same equal opportunity or avenues. There are many different ways to skin a cat, and there are multiple ways to get to one location. True. So that's what I... That's what I I'm going to end it with that, is that I think you, you definitely shouldn't think on it. Because I'm not trying to think... I, I you'll guess, make yourself unhappy. Right. You won't find happiness in, in pondering okay. the, the value of money. Right. And I, I guess where I was trying to go with this is... What would a society look like in the absence of money, the absence of capital, the absence of work, work, work for this, and then that allows you to get anything else? And I think back to maybe not 
maybe before Greece and maybe before ancient Rome and maybe even before ancient Egypt, what society looked like and what two people our age, a 26-year-old, a 22-year-old, and ancient Mesopotamia, let's go as far back as that, right? Well, would we be even alive to then? Because life expectancies were different back then. It was, okay, it was lower, but it wasn't that low. Like, 20, I would say middle age I is mean, like 26. No, I, Mesopotamian, I mean, some I think it was raider like, tribes could come along and get us. Yes, but I, I still think average life expectancy would be like upper 40s. I don't know, man. We might have to look into this because life, expe- <laughs> life expectancy has been notoriously low throughout the entire world. It's only recent now are no, we but living past our means. No, like, people have that misconception that it was always low. But like, people in ancient Rome like were living till 60, 70 and like, and it wasn't all the time common. Yeah, in but Rome it was, though, maybe not the hunter-gatherer tribes of Italy. Uh, yes, okay. You're right. You're right about so that. So it's not why... In Rome, yeah, if you lived in Rome, you live in a giant city. You're protected. Yes. You have guards. You aren't going to get ransacked by a Mongol. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I'm sure you're but like, I, you didn't have to worry about tilling your field to get <laughs> bread. Like, you just went to the market to buy the bread. You didn't worry how the bread got there. Yes, yeah, okay. But what I'm trying to say There's is, a like... a lot of factors a lot in of, I know, but a lot of native tribes, like, they had elders, right? Like... Okay, see, but then, again, that's a different... I understand what you're saying, but I just want to keep you on check that okay. you're, you're bouncing around and just... But, okay, let's just say a young adult. Forget our age, okay, right? Yeah. Someone even younger. Let's say someone who is 15, <laughs> 16, 17, 18 years old in a hunter-gatherer society where they didn't have capital, they didn't have money, they didn't have to, like, wake up and go to work and then do something they didn't like in order to buy something that they did like and waste eight hours or so of their day unhappy doing whatever a task they had to do what i'm trying to say is what would life look like what would we be able to accomplish if life didn't require us to pursue this thing that a lot of us have to i would feel like we would probably have a greater sense of community because you yeah. would re- you'd be more reliant on people to get certain t- things accomplished mm-hmm. like take this uh take the market like a market that's built well all of a sudden now you need the stonemason now you need you know a carpenter and you yeah. need a builder you need people to the work shoemaker. together yeah. yes I mean granted we have that today but it would be a greater sense of community as in like hey like the whole town's gonna pitch in and we're all gonna trade and barter and like every, you know the carpenter is gonna take the farmer's wool to make the bedding and you know yada 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 you get that idea It'd probably yeah. be a greater sense of community because it would take far more greater numbers and cohesion to accomplish uh, big modern marvels or just building and you know accelerating your life or not accelerating but making your life comfortable there's one thing to survive it's another to like live life we right. don't have to survive a lot of hunter-gatherer tribes like they had to survive like true, the, the true. hunters like they had to work together and that barter system was because everyone relied on the elk that they brought back right you know now it's a little bit different so I just think you know, if Jacob, if Jacob Fanshawe woke up tomorrow and the rest of this year and money was never an issue, what would be some of the things you just want to wake up and do? Like money wasn't an issue. You didn't have to worry about putting gas into a car and paying for gas. You didn't have like not saying everything was free and don't get super extravagant either. I'm not saying like, oh, yeah, like like drive a Lamborghini, like forget the luxuries, but like just like simple things that like we could do for either very cheap or close to free. Now, what would like what would Jacob Fanshawe do? Mm, I mean, well, I really like going to USC baseball games, so it's catching catching sports, baseball. Yeah, yeah, yeah but you know, going there. Um, 
maybe you know taking a weekend with my girlfriend you know traveling to like San Diego or something yeah um, so travel yeah I, I don't know that's an interesting question I never thought about that because I don't Oftentimes, I don't think about the stuff I do and how much it costs me. I mean, eating out, but that, that's not really a thing to do. And I yeah. guess a lot of the things I do do are kind of free, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I like to read. You know, the library's free. Yeah, right, right. So that's um, what I'm saying. But, like, okay, so you could, instead of reading at your house, maybe read at a park or read at the library or read yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I yeah. do that now, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just find it interesting because... You know, it's funny, though. I'm sure we'd still find reasons to be upset on a barter system. Be like, what? This man thinks my three chickens aren't worth his... Oh, 100%. His, I'm not saying... one watermelon? Like, yeah. Like, what a I, dick. I'm not saying it's... I You're just trading one problem for another. Correct. And I'm not saying we'd be problem-free in this society without capital. But I'm just thinking, like, okay, like, uh, let's say in this ancient hunter-gatherer society... For example, because I, I like working with kids. Let's say I'm the teacher, right? And people, like, in order, like, hey, like, I want some watermelon. Okay, you tutor my kids, right? You teach them how to, and this is just as an example, you teach them how to cut down a tree. You teach them how to be a lumberjack, or you teach them how to sew. You teach them how to, I don't know, you can teach them anything, right? Um, and that's, like, my, me, like, tr- like, that's my skill. Like, I can teach someone something because i'm a good teacher and then in return i can get the shoe i can get the watermelon i can get the produce etc etc but that way like i'm 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 doing something i like i don't know if that makes sense but it's it has me thinking lately on what uh prehistoric times would be like not even prehistoric but just early human society look man Money being behind the eight ball financially always sucks, but you just you gotta chip away at it. Like whatever it may be, you just gotta slowly but surely just chip away at debt or you know, you set a goal and it's like eventually you, you achieve that goal and you're like, Wow, like you, you know, you feel you feel a sense of pride. Yeah. So it's like you're saving up for the PlayStation five, it's like all of a sudden you're like, Wow, maybe I don't wanna buy the PlayStation five, maybe I have more money than I thought and maybe I wanna turn around and use it for something else. I don't know. I, I try not to fixate on such things because I find myself falling into like this depressive state of like, wow, life sucks and I kind of don't want to live this. Like, yeah. or, like, why does it have to be this way? You know, I start questioning a lot of why. But then I, but then I remember that there aren't ready, there aren't readily available answers for these questions. So while it's good to ponder them and have discussions like these, I think it's also good to just sometimes just not think. Yeah. Because we can be too existential and we can outthink ourselves. Yeah. And make ourselves miserable. 100%. One thing we can be sad because we're being reactionary to what's happened to us or our situation. It's another to be sad because you're like, man, life is going to be like this forever. It's like, you don't fucking know that. True. I have no idea what tomorrow is going to be. Tomorrow, tomorrow I'm going to be door dashing. My, my goal financially for tomorrow is to hit $60. Four, I'm giving myself four hours to make $60. I might hit that in two and a half hours. Yeah. Look at that. I mean, I just, in two and a half hours, I just did what four hours of work does at Target. Right. And it's just, you know, you know, you get me? Yeah, I feel like, that. But say I could make more than 60, say I make 100 tomorrow, then it's like, oh, shit. You know, I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring mm-hmm. for me. That's None true. of us do. And I think that's the beauty of it. Like, sometimes you just got to remind yourself of, like, fuck, man. I don't, I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. So there's no sense in making myself miserable and saying life is going to be exactly how this one bad day was today. Because... Sure, there's a lot of bad, and sure, you might feel tons of things, but it's not always going to be like this. And you will find small moments in which you get a slight reprieve from all the stuff that you deal with. And those are the moments that you cherish and you really love, like that Arizona trip. I still haven't stopped thinking about it. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things. Yeah. And I want to go back, but you know what? I got to take care of things here. And 
there will be another time. Maybe there will be. Maybe it won't be in Arizona. Maybe they'll move and I'll travel and visit him out there. But, yeah. you know, there's always going to be small moments. There's going to be... Eventually, I'm going to be able to go to Dodger games again. Mm-hmm. Eventually, uh, me and my girl, we're going to go to San Diego. You know, like, there's things that I want to do that eventually I will do. And you just got to keep on trucking. I guess That's so. Yeah. Every, you, you, every day, you find find a reason to keep to keep going you just you, you remind yourself to like hope yeah have hope i guess and hope and faith you know stress will kill you faster than smoking a pack of cigarettes oh yeah so yeah. i think yeah that that's a good way to like to end that it's just learn how to just let shit roll off your shoulders like know what's worth fighting know what battle is worth know what is worth giving your energy into damn because sometimes you we sink our energy into sh- into stuff that doesn't even matter, and you end up looking like a fool, or you, or you just end up at th- at the end of it, you're just like, wow, I feel exhausted. And it's like, why? Because I gave somebody my time. That is valuable. You know, time is valuable, whether or not you're using it to make money or to do something that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. It's your time, and you don't get it back. Once it's spent, you don't get it back. Mm-hmm. That's where you know regret and comes in. But you know what I mean. So it's like, well, fucking said. That, that made me feel a lot better. Thank you for yeah. wording it that way. I guess the last question I have, kind of a hypothetical question. Um, if Do you see any chance in our lifetimes, right? We're both, like I said, in our 20s, mid-20s, younger 20s. Do you see in our lifetime a world or a society without capital, without money? No. It's only going to get worse. However, I do foresee it especially with COVID-19 having changed the world and who knows what a post-COVID-19 world would look like, there's going to be different routes and avenues and ways to make money and that that won't require to be menial, hard-labored work or to do menial, like, food service. That that will still be available. Yeah. and, and, And most importantly, too, is these new ways financially to make money, they won't be so dependent upon college degrees. Like, you won't need a good degree to be make semi-decent money. I think that'll happen sometime in our lifetime. Well, I think that's... A, it's, a, it's. I don't want to say it's easy to make a lot of money, but, like, you can get into construction without a college degree and make a good amount of money again, that way. That's, that's menial, or that's hard work. I'm talking yeah, about... true. I think we're going to get more clever and clever ways, especially with the development of technology, mm-hmm. to get people income. Like, door dashing is not hard. Dude, I'm literally yeah. driving around throwing a podcast I'm stopping at stores telling them the person's name I'm grabbing it making sure I don't spill their food and drinks and that's it and I do that enough times I can make on a good day I can make a hundred yeah. 80 dollars like a hundred dollars to eighty dollars like true. that's right, right. that's one hundred to eight, that's eighty to a hundred dollars that I didn't have before right and all I did was drive and I didn't I didn't sweat I wasn't sweating I mean yeah you try to be prompt so maybe I'm trying to be like aware of how much time I'm spending but it's not hard mm-hmm. hard work is what I do at Target you know, bending bending uh, boxes like, yeah yeah bent boxes heavy it's like all that like that I don't want to do that every, every every time I get off of work I'm miserable or like I need to like I need that time to decompress yeah I don't feel that after I door dash I'm just like yeah I'm done driving like maybe you know I'm tired of driving but it's like alright that's an easy fix just stop on the side of the road get out stretch do some jumping jacks voila I'm good mm-hmm. like when I get home from work I need to shower like stretch you know my muscles hurt my body hurts and it's like dude this sucks mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think we're gonna come up with more clever ways to make money I mean we're already like We've gotten to the point now where if I wanted to, I could do that Instacart, which is like, yeah. I'd get people's groceries. Like, it, at this I've, point, like, I've done that, yeah. yeah, and it's just like, at this point, like, there are ways to make money that you don't have to freaking slave away. 
and it's just to a certain extent you don't have to slave physically or like well with, i mean like, what more could you want i mean it, uh, you, you gotta you can't have your cake and eat it you gotta remember that like i okay but again it's you, because, no one's gonna we, give we you money have, for just existing that's something and i don't want to. money for just existing right. I'm not asking for that either. Right. I'm not trying to sound like someone who says, oh, poor is me. No, like, no, you know, no, Give no, me no, this, no. give me I that. Just... I'm not trying to have people feel sorry for me either. But I just think, to a certain extent, we're still slaving for dollars. Right? Like, oh, that's it, the almighty if, dollar, yeah. I know. I'm saying, if there was no such thing as dollars, would we wake up and be like, yeah, I'll, I'll deliver people's food or I'll, you know, go grocery shop for but them? We wouldn't like, need to. I mean, you, but see, it's so hard for us to conceptualize this because it, this is our world. Like this is this yeah. is how it is, and it's not going yeah. to change. It's unfortunate. Of course, right. And I'm just but, trying I mean, to. Yeah, I'm just. I guess I'm just. I, lately, I've been fantasizing about a world. Without. You gotta also think too. Okay, you've only focused. You're like the news right now. You've only highlighted and focused on all the negatives. True. Dude, I love In and Out. Yes. But without competition, without capitalism, maybe In and Out isn't bread because maybe someone isn't inspired enough to make the best burger, and this is all we're gonna do. We're gonna be so goddamn good at burgers that our menu is just three burgers three different types of burgers yeah like come on like it, capitalism might be really shitty at times because, that, yeah, because yeah. We're, we're slaves to it but sometimes it's like you got to think of the fruits of what it's bared and it's like that's the stuff that helps you keep going that's what makes life bearable mm-hmm. i like playing video games well maybe playstation's never invented if we never have a reason to get better from the nintendo 64 because no one you know there's no money you get me so while it sucks that we're so Money, 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 money. <laughs> Sometimes, yes, people aren't caught up in the whole concept of money, and they're able to go like, "Hey, man, I got five billion dollars right now. Well, I can use two point five million to better my community. I can use another two point five million to better a tribe, a Native American reservation. I can use another couple million to invest, and they can spread their wealth around. So it's not just hoard like greedy fat pigs. Yeah, that can also happen. There are benevolent altruistic people in the world the world might be full of very bad people but there's just as many good people but we're so fixated people love to fixate on the horror well that's why traffic comes to a crawl when there's an accident because as much as we don't want to look we look because we love that shit yeah if it if it bleeds it leads so Mm. of course the world is like continuously pumped full of negative outlooks and Jeff Bezos he's a piece of shit yeah 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 (laughs) but what about the guys that do have money and they're doing good you know Robin I read about this you know Robin Williams RIP he has a scholarship every year in his local uh, JC college up up north for the theater department that's worth $25,000 each year and it's only for theater department kids guy made tons of money he's giving back to his community I I love that the Bill Gates Foundation has one of the most um one of the most sought after like scholarship fund I mean yeah these guys have more money than they know what to fucking do with but sometimes that's a good thing because it encourages them to give back because mm-hmm. they they look at it and go man filthy look at all the athletes look what LeBron James has done for his own community yeah a lot of these athletes have given back ten times fold because they have more money than they need there's good people out there man you can't fixate on all the bad because if you do you're going to be miserable like that's a freaking fact yeah and you're yeah. not and it doesn't matter no amount of journaling writing Hmm. expressing yourself is going to make yourself feel better because you're constantly going to be in that state of uh when you can be in a state of like man this fucking sucks but goddamn this makes it less sucky and it comes to it comes to a point where either you're going to go with that or you're lost Mm -hmm. i mean that's you either get with it and you hop on the train or you miss it and it, it, it comes to a point to where it's like 
do you want to get on the train or do you want to wallow in this? And if you choose to wallow in it, then no one can save you but yourself. Mm -hmm. But for some people, that light is lost. It's gone. So the world is just a really shitty place and that breeds shitty people. Because why would you ever look out for your fellow man if you feel like everyone's out for themselves? Right. You need that random act of encouragement and kindness to remind you every once in a while that, dude, all these different people that we see in the world that, you know, you're at a store and you glance over and you see 30 people, you think nothing of them. Well, those 30 people are just as complex as you. They're experiencing just as many complex emotions and thoughts and feelings and situations as you. We like to think that we're always alone in our in our yeah. endeavor, but we're really not. In fact, we're just participating in a thousand-year struggle of man <laughs> that's been happening. Leonardo da Vinci probably thought and felt the same way. A peasant in Italy probably thinks and feels the same way. We'll never know because we don't get to ask them. Right. But, I mean, holy Christ, there's a reason why there's themes in literature and movies about man and, and our struggles because it's a, con- it's, it's a constant thing. It's, it's never mm. going to end. Because that's that that's our price that we pay for being such complex, creatures. rational yeah. creatures. And I think that's a fantastic way to end tonight's podcast. Oh fuck yeah, hell yeah, bro! That was good shit, man. Thank you again for meeting up and doing this. Yeah, that was fun. Episode six. Episode six. Shout out to Jamal, the One Hundred Radio. Boomstick on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, go follow him. We're shameless plugs for you, Jamal. <laughs> but uh, yeah, be sure to check out True One Hundred Radio.com. This was another episode of Front Row Seat. I'm Jacob Fanshaw. And I'm Noah Alvarez. We're signing off. Have a great week.